This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Essentia Overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. When Sweet Tarts dared to combine sweet and tart, they thought, why stop there? Why not create other exciting and unexpected combinations like rainbows and ropes or fruity and gummy or chewy and more chewy? That's why they created fun treats like Sweet Tarts Twisted Rainbow Ropes, Gummies Fruity Splits, and Chewy Fusions. When you dare to combine, it's sure to blow your mind. Sweet Tarts, dare to combine. Visit SweetTartsCandy.com to shop now. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes... Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! This episode is brought to you by Dove. You use all the right skincare products for your face, but your body has been missing out. With new Dove Serum Body Wash, you can give your body the vitamin C glow it's been wanting, the hydration boost it's been craving, and the active skincare ingredients it deserves. It's time for your body care era. New Dove Serum Body Wash. Get Dove or get FOMO. Hello and welcome again to the Smart TV podcast from Radio Times. I'm David Butcher and... This podcast is a quick whiz through the best TV coming out this week, just letting you know what's worth bothering with, as well as one show I reckon you should avoid. One way of looking at the whole TV landscape at the moment is that there's a battle going on for our living rooms and our viewing time. And from week to week, you can sort of feel it swinging both ways. There's a big budget streaming series and you think, well, how how are the linear channels ever going to compete with that? And then you get something amazing on BBC or Channel 4 or Sky and you think, well, they're not giving up without a fight. And as viewers, it feels like we're in a great position because everyone's competing for our attention and we've got a load of choice. Sometimes that can feel daunting, but it it means we're, we're all really a bit spoiled at the moment. But crucially, you want to find the good stuff in it all and I'll try and point you in the right direction. First off, a great example of the BBC doing its stuff. This is new BBC One drama called SAS Rogue Heroes on Sunday night. And it's basically World War II meets Peaky Blinders. It's hard men who are a bit on the edge, mavericks, and it's about how they created the SAS and helped turn the tide of the Second World War. It's all written by Stephen Knight, who did Peaky Blinders, and it's in this style he has of heightened, big storytelling, big speeches, big characters, big set pieces. Now, I really enjoyed it, but I've got a feeling it might divide people. My wife took one look at the trailer and she thought it looked like a bunch of up-themselves men doing macho things in the desert. And I think that's harsh. I'd say it's a fun boy's own tale that is at times it feels a bit jingoistic maybe in the way it glorifies 
the story of these crazy characters starting their own unit in 1941 in Egypt. But if you buy into that, it's very cool and stirring and funny too at times, which is what you want. I won't go into all the different characters, but broadly there are these three rebel officers who are fed up with the way the war's being fought and the, the bumbling officers in the high command in Cairo. So they come together to do it their way. It's a bit like a Western, it's sort of like Magnificent Seven Regiment. And also, actually, it reminded me of one of my favourite war films called Kelly's Heroes, but very British and quirky and with Dominic West turning up in drag and everybody's drunk all the time and there's mad set pieces and these bursts of ACDC on the soundtrack that really work very well. It's great fun. That's SAS Rogue Heroes, Sunday night on BBC One. It's a blast in every sense. Another big new drama, this time on Amazon Prime. It's called The Devil's Hour. It stars Jessica Rain and Peter Capaldi, and it's out now. And I would say, if you struggle with any kind of sleeplessness or bad dreams, run a mile, because this will mess with your head. It's enough to give anybody nightmares and sleepless nights. But it is a very well done psychological thriller slash horror story. And horror's huge at the moment. There's so much horror around. It's Maybe it's scary times called for scary stories. I don't know. There's a whole trend there or a media studies essay or something. But put simply, the story here, it's quite hard to put simply because there are a few strands to it. There's Jessica Rain's character who wakes up for some reason every night at 3.33am and we don't know why. She has an eight-year-old son who's weirdly blank and never laughs or cries and she's hugely stressed in her job. And she's split up with the son's dad, so she's a single mother. And somehow her character connects to this spate of murders that's going on that's being investigated by a detective who hates dead bodies and blood. He's played by Nikesh Patel, who you might know from Starstruck if you watch that show. Then there's the scary guy played by Peter Capaldi, who is either the problem in all this or the solution. We don't quite know. It's all very eerie and uneasy but it's i think it's trying to drive at some deep ideas about reality and consciousness and stuff and i don't know whether it'll actually deliver on that there's six episodes but so far so good and also it's just a good portrait of an ordinary single mother frazzled by life and childcare and a stressful job and bad dreams so not a bunch of laughs by any means not for the faint-hearted but properly creepy. Incidentally, the Peter Capaldi character feels like the latest in a line of this really common thing now of the guy behind bars who's super brainy and pulls all the strings and knows more than anyone else. We had Stanley Tucci recently in Inside Man. There was Michael Sheen in Prodigal Son, if you saw that. There's others. There's loads of them going all the way back to Hannibal Lecter, of course. I, why do we like that idea so much? I don't know. That's another media studies essay. So that's The Devil's Hour. That's on Amazon Prime now. It lands the day this podcast comes out. I usually try to focus mainly on the new stuff here rather than the returning series because with the returning series, you probably know where you stand with it already. But this next thing is kind of new, kind of returning. It's the second series of The White Lotus on Sky Atlantic on Monday, but with a new cast and a new setting. And it's a wonderful show. The first series won loads of awards and acclaim. People loved it. I loved it. It was very sharp, saucy satire about a beautiful holiday resort in Hawaii with loads of super rich characters who are all unhappy in various ways and really messed up. And for series two, 
we've moved to Sicily. And it's the same kind of deal. This gorgeous hotel, incredible luxury and beauty and loveliness on the surface, but a lot of ugliness and pain underneath. So we meet a fresh bunch of very well-heeled American holiday makers who are so sharply drawn by the script and it's an amazing cast. I said they were all new. In fact, there are two we know already from series one, the Jennifer Coolidge character, who's this needy, kooky heiress. She's back, as is the guy she hooked up with in series one, who's now her husband. Plus, she has a miserable PA now. And as with the first series, we know from the start that someone dies by the end of the week. But who is it and why? And that's the kind of question running in the background. It's sort of a bit like Death in Paradise, but with a massive budget and a genius writer. It's written and directed by a guy called Mike White, who's so good at just slicing his characters apart, but in a very entertaining way. Wonderful cast, as I say, including Michael Imperioli, who played... Christopher in The Sopranos. It's good to see him again. I'd say even if the first series passed you by, don't worry, jump in here. It won't matter. You can always watch series one later. So that's The White Lotus. The second series starts on Sky Atlantic on Monday. Okay, so now a bit of music. Louis Armstrong's Black and Blues. This is a documentary that lands on Apple TV+. Plus. If you can get it, it's on there now. It's a feature-length portrait of Louis Armstrong, who... I always find a fascinating guy because even if if he hadn't had an incredible voice, he was still the king of trumpet players. And if he'd never blown a note on the trumpet, his singing voice, that very distinctive sound, would have made him one of the greats on its own. You'd think of things like Hello Dolly and It's a Wonderful World and so on. He was incredible. But the thing is, he gets a bit of stick now because people feel he didn't do enough to champion civil rights and fight segregation. He was seen as a bit of a sellout. He was the guy who played by the rules of white society in America. And it's clearly more complicated than that. And there's more coming out all the time about the stuff he dealt with and how he dealt with it. And this film, very cleverly, uses a lot of his Armstrong's personal scrapbooks, which he made loads of. He was kind of obsessive about that stuff. And he made loads of reel-to-reel tape recordings at home and there's a whole archive of those where he he talks just off the cuff and you feel you're in the room with him it's very up close and personal but also there's wonderful clips from all his tv variety shows that he did and live performances and not just you know quick short clips sometimes they're given a bit of time on screen So if you like your jazz, or I think any music really, I really recommend Louis Armstrong's Black and Blues on Apple TV Plus now. And just on a tangent from that, there's a series on the World Service and BBC Sounds that I stumbled across called The Truth About Jazz, presented by Clive Murray, and that has a good chapter on Louis Armstrong as well. So that's called The Truth About Jazz on World Service. The wonderful comic actor Leonard Rossiter is celebrated on Channel 5 on Saturday night in Leonard Rossiter Comedy Great. Channel 5's doing this intermittent series of these comedy profiles. And Rossiter, he's mainly remembered for the two great sitcoms, Rising Damp on ITV and The Fall and Rise of Reginald Parent. And he's extraordinary in both of those. And there's a nice story here in in this documentary about how in Reggie Parent Rossiter delivered his lines so quickly that the writer David Nobbs had to be on hand to write extra dialogue to fill out the running time which is a lovely image there's lots more nice detail in 
Leonard Roster comedy great. That's on Saturday night on Channel 5. Okay, one more documentary. It's a series on Sky documentaries, which I know is a channel some people won't be able to access. Sorry. It's not free view, but it does have a lot of amazing stuff on it, including this new series about the fashion world called Kingdom of Dreams on Sunday night. So this series, it's about high fashion and it starts specifically in the 1990s and the world of haute couture in Paris and how that was turned upside down when young designer John Galliano took over at Dior and then Alexander McQueen sort of followed in his wake at Givenchy. Both brands that were owned by business mogul Bernard Arno. Now, I can't pretend I'm massively a fashion person, but that world is still appealing. It has so much glamour and melodrama and high stakes. And the main sort of story the first episode focuses on is Galliano got picked for sort of great things after he did this famous show in 1994. And he'd run out of money, he had no venue to put it on, so he put it on at this sort of crumbling grand mansion house in Paris and used mostly black fabrics because they were cheaper Uh, but he was sort of noticed he was backed by Anna Winter from Vogue and it became this landmark fashion moment that everybody remembers as a real turning point and then so he went he was picked up to go to Givenchy and then on to Dior Anyway, it's a great watch. It's the first episode of Four, and it really takes you into this other world and makes you feel that fashion matters. It's about our ideas of what's beautiful, and it shapes those for all of us. Anyway, that's Kingdom of Dreams on Sky Documentaries on Sunday night. Now, for a bit of light relief, MasterChef Professionals starts a new run this week. It starts Wednesday, 2nd of November, and then Thursday, next Friday. It's always a fun show to dip in and out of, I think. For me, it's the best of the MasterChef strands. What's new is that Monica Galletti has gone. She was one of the main judges. So instead, Greg Wallace and Marcus Waring are joined by an Irish chef called Anna Hoare, who you may have seen on Saturday Kitchen and things like that. She's a very good addition. And this is the kind of show, if you want to see how you're supposed to make poached oysters with a beurre blanc sauce. This is about the only show on TV that's going to tell you. And I love it for that. It's MasterChef Professionals. That's on BBC One from Wednesday. I always feel bad when I look through the kind of highlights of the week and there's no new comedy I can really big up. So I've cast around a bit and I'm going to mention a new Netflix show, even though I haven't seen it because... Netflix UK people couldn't get me a screener to watch. It lands next Thursday on Netflix and it's called Blockbuster. And I mention it because it's I really like the premise. The idea is there's a Blockbuster store, like it you know, rents out DVDs, and when all the other Blockbuster branches in America have closed, this one hasn't. It's still going, like a sort of analogue throwback in a digital world. And obviously there's kind of irony of Netflix telling this kind of story at this point. The show has writers from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, if you like that show. It's got a great cast, including Randall Park, Melissa Fumero, J.B. Smoove, who Kirby Enthusiasm fans will know and love. I think it's going to be, from what I've seen, an old-school, fairly traditional US-style sitcom, but with a bit of warmth and a good heart and some good gags. It's called Blockbuster. It's on Netflix from next Thursday. I can't 100% vouch for it, but it looks very promising. And we need new comedies. There aren't enough of them around. 
Finally, we come to my one to miss. It's called First Contact, an Alien Encounter on BBC Two. And it's a feature-length docudrama that imagines what might happen in the days after somebody picks up signs of another life form billions of miles away. So it has interviews with scientists, actual real scientists, mixed with dramatised stuff, mock news footage, in this kind of slightly soupy melange of drama and fact and fiction. It's all very stylized and slow and sort of artsy. And it feels to me like they don't quite trust the story they're telling. So they add a lot of bells and whistles and all the visual effects. Just tell the story. For me, scientists looking for extraterrestrial life is a good story. It doesn't need all the gubbins. That gets a bit preposterous. But it does happen at the BBC that they seem to lose their nerve a bit with straight-ahead science subjects. It's like they think it's a bit scary or nerdy or weird. And it needn't be. Anyway, that's First Contact Alien Encounter. I won't tell you when it's on because you don't need to watch it. That's all for this week. Thank you very much for listening and sticking with me all the way. I hope something I've talked about takes your fancy. You can find more details of any of the programmes, of course, in Radio Times, the actual printed magazine, or on our website, which is radiotimes.com. I'm David Butcher. I'll be back with more highlights next week. Until then, bye for now and happy viewing.